You're listening to What the Dev, the weekly podcast of ST Times. And now, here's Dave Rubenstein, Editor-in-Chief of ST Times. Yes, hi everyone. Dave Rubenstein here, and welcome to another very interesting What the Dev podcast. Uh, Today, we'll be talking about the pressing issues of organizations, including how to keep remote developers engaged and prevent burnout. Uh, With me here today to talk about it is Jennifer Dennard. She's the co-founder of a company called Range, which has a solution that targets these issues. How are you doing, Jen? I'm doing well. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thanks for being with us. Uh, Thanks for having me. Right out of the gate, I would just like to know, uh, what was the inspiration for Range and your solution development? How did you come upon this? Yeah, so my co-founder Dan and I worked together at a technology company, Medium, which was started by Ev Williams. And Ev has kind of led the way on several different ways of working that helps empower people and kind of supporting remote work. And Dan and I at the time really saw several overlapping trends that were happening. The advent of remote and distributed work, uh, which has certainly been accelerated recently. We did not predict the pandemic. Mm. Uh, The advent of millennials in the workplace and wanting different things from the workforce. And the kind of increasing complexity of work, just how many tools each developer or each person is working with each day. And so we saw these trends and it was leading to just things like burnout and people having negative experiences at work because the tools and the day-to-day experience at work weren't keeping up with these trends. And so that prompted us to really start range and build tools built for teams and for developers that really help them work and improve that day-to-day experience to reduce burnout, increase engagement, and just increase the overall fun at work. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You, you mentioned millennials in the workplace, which, which <laughs> I think is an interesting topic. I had a guy, we had hired him, I don't know, eight, 10 years ago. Uh, and he, I gave him an assignment. He did it. He handed it in to me. And, uh, and I went to work and I noticed he was just kind of lurking in the doorway. And I kind of looked up and I'm like, okay, uh, anything else? And he's like, well, how did I do? I was like, you did fine. Nice job. And he had a big smile, went away and it called his mom. So yeah, the whole millennial, the whole millennial thing is, you know, for old people like us, it's, it's just weird. So I think there's a disconnect in a lot of companies where, you know, where senior people tend to be in management, younger people seem to be coming up and there seems to kind of be a, not exactly a clash, but just different ideas of what should be happening at work. Certainly a shift. And as a millennial, I can say that now when I work with Gen Z coworkers, I'm like, oh, what? Wow. <laughs> um, so same thing is happening just uh, cyclically. Right. I guess. Right. That's funny. Uh, yeah. So one of the other things that I wanted to kind of get into with you a little bit is how uh, what actually you developed and how it's working to to keep people engaged. And uh, I know one of the things that uh, we had talked about before the call uh, was this notion of play and how important play is at work. So maybe you can get into some of that. Yeah, so when we started Range and how we really think about the problem of increasing engagement and making work more enjoyable is around the day-to-day experience. So historically, companies have tried to solve problems of workplace culture or burnout through things like big company offsites once a year or holiday parties or right. even happy hours once a month. and 
while those are fun and create bonding experiences, then you go back to the daily grind, so to speak. And if that daily grind is grinding you down, it really doesn't change that fundamental experience. And so what range is, is it's software built for teams from a human perspective, where it's strengthening and empowering team communication in terms of things like daily standups for developers, the the cadence of meetings, the way in which goals are held accountable, all the kind of day-to-day and week-to-week habits. Mm -hmm. And in the context of that, we're weaving in uh, best practices in terms of how teams operate, which helps kind of just reduce the meeting load overall, give developers back flow time, as well as weaving in this idea of play and creating a sense of belonging connection with the team through things like games or uh, sharing your mood or te- answering team building questions, things of that nature that really through range integrate with the flow of work instead of being something that you do once a month or once a year. Mm-hmm. And that really changes the, the day-to-day experience, which is really what leads to contentment and happiness for, for folks on the team. Right. Now, is this just something that would be for uh, one team or is it something you could use organization wide? Because obviously developers work at a different cadence and have different uh, responsibilities than marketing people or um, your IT people. So does each one have to have their own little pod that they're in or can you do something company-wide? You can do something company-wide. So range is pretty flexible in terms of how you use the tool. You could use it on a daily basis to share an async check-in, kind of like a stand-up. You could use it once a week to share an async check-in, or you could use it to run your meetings. You can kind of engage with the tool based on how your team works. And that's really our philosophy is meeting meeting a team where they are and helping encourage kind of slight changes to that versus traditional organizational change and consulting, which wants to drive huge, big changes and often leaves people behind because it's uh, not very sticky. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So what kind of play do do you let people play? <laughs> um, a so, game in there or something we could do? <laughs> something we do a lot at range is uh, different online games. So one of the things we found with all types of folks, but especially developers, is that getting on a Zoom call for a happy hour every week or a lunch call every few days is really not very fun over time. (laughs) It can be, but it often like burns people out even more because they're already on meetings. They're just trying to get back to their work. But what we found is that creating multiple ways for people to engage how it suits them. So for instance, um, engaging in a written format through team building questions, like a, would you rather um, dance to every song that you hear or have to sing along with it? Like things that are just simple and fun and engage Mm -hmm. people written or creating opportunities for people to engage live. So we have at range, we do uh, a half hour meeting every, I guess, every few days. It's optional and people can come and just play remote games. And that's things like drawing games. Uh, We love a game called Gardic Phone. Um, And those really help folks to engage without the pressure of having to carry the conversation the whole time. You're just doing something fun together. And we have other opportunities for people to really focus on the conversation where we have audio only huddles through Slack. But it really, we try to create this variety in terms of how we create opportunity for engagement. So all the weight isn't on one moment and really meets people in terms of their personality and what they're looking for. Write this down. Workplace karaoke. (laughs) I'll see what I can do. I am a tone deaf singer, so I don't know that I will participate in that, but um, I do enjoy watching others. (laughs) Yes. Well, and I'm one of those fools who likes to make a fool of myself. (laughs) 
that would work out nicely. I noticed one thing that you mentioned kind of glossed over quick, but I'm seeing this uh, a lot. In fact, in our May issue, we have an article coming up on, uh, uh, you know, managing remote teams and how people work and whether or not the tools that they use should be synchronous or asynchronous. And so there are two sides of it. Some people obviously argue synchronous first, get the whole team together, lay out the whole yeah. plan for everybody, and then let them go and work asynchronously. Other people think the opposite is true. So which side of that do you guys come down on, or are you neutral, or what are your thoughts? Yeah, we really think about it as you're creating a balance. Like there's, a, there's real value in building a foundation of asynchronous communication where folks can get the information that they need to be empowered in their work, mm-hmm. particularly on teams that are split across time zones, especially large time zone divides like India and the United States, like mm-hmm. it's really hard to create meetings that don't interrupt people's personal lives. Right. And so when you create a habit of sharing information asynchronously, it starts to build a foundation where people can search, they can find the right links and find information and answers to their questions. And you can do that through written check-ins, through documenting meeting notes, project specs, things like that. But what Range sees is that there's also real value in live communication. You you can't deny that truth, that it's powerful to engage, that the back and forth that you can have and that the, the emotions that sometimes need to be discussed are really powerful to do live. And so what we really focus on is helping make sure that live communication is then documented. So Range facilitates running a meeting and documenting the meeting notes. And that really helps to ensure that after the meeting, people who couldn't attend still get that information. Or if you're prepping for the meeting, you can see what happened last time and get the doc, the topics and things like that. Right. And so we really encourage assessing the purpose of what you're trying to do and seeing whether that's best done async or synchronous. And sometimes it means, as you said, kicking off synchronous and then going async. Sometimes it means sharing a bunch of context async and then having a quick 15 minute chat. Like it, it can really vary. It depends on what problem you're trying to solve in the moment. And we've started to develop more and more playbooks and recommendations of, hey, here's a here's a playbook for a brainstorm that you can kick off async, do a little bit of live and then do uh, async again. And that really is a process that we can run through. And that's what we're starting to develop and share out more within range. Are you starting to see uh, more tools kind of addressing this 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 issue? Uh, I, you know, when people talk about collaboration tools, they're talking about Microsoft Teams. They're talking about, yeah. they're talking about Zoom. But we're, we're seeing other companies. There's a company called Loom and a company called ClickUp. And, and yeah. what you guys are doing that are all, looks like they're trying to address this, this situation. So what was the outgrowth of all of this? Is it just hearing from people who are saying that, you know, this is just wearing me down and and I feel I'm disconnected. And millennials have this whole thing anyway about their life has to have purpose and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I just am here for a check. But, uh, you know, so, uh, yeah, I'm kind of curious to hear your thoughts on, on that. Yeah, so it's interesting. What we see is the pandemic really accelerated certain trends, but that they existed before that started. And even, you know, in big companies, you'd be on different floors or different buildings. And so you wouldn't actually meet your coworkers in person. You'd hop on a call (laughs) because it was 20 minutes to walk over to the other building. And so a lot of these problems existed, but they've gotten more painful and more prevalent during um, the transition to remote and hybrid work. And particularly as folks are going back into the office 
office some and you have some folks remote, then information is really, it just gets lost. And our tactics and our kind of like, I think of it as our muscles that we have built to engage with people where whether they're millennials or not, stopping by their desk was kind of a, a common habit to just be like, hey, how they're doing? You get a sense of their face and just like how they're feeling. And we don't really have that as much anymore. And so the the tools that are emerging are really finding novel ways to, to get people to engage and to share that information and to make it easy and part of your day-to-day. Um, one of the things we've seen at Range is, you know, you can certainly ask people to do things in certain ways or tell them that it would help them. But until you make a tool that enables it to be easy and part of their day-to-day flow, it's unlikely that they're going to adopt that new habit. And that's what really Range is about, is enabling best-in-class remote work management and remote teams while making you feel like a human and making that easy for you to adopt. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're hearing a lot these days, obviously, about the uh, great resignation, they call it, of people who are burning out on their jobs and they're leaving and they're going here. I saw a guy recently had kind of turned that on its head and was said, no, this is it's the great hiring is really what it is. <laughs> Not that people are fleeing their jobs. It's just it's the great recruitment. People are going out there and and luring yeah. people away with promises of all the things that you guys are talking about. <laughs> so, um, so do you think that is having uh, an impact on this as well? Absolutely. The way friends will ask me about kind of what is the impact of the hybrid and remote work transition on the work market. And what we see is that companies that are to some extent sticking their head in the sand and avoiding kind of really answering like, where can we work? How, what's, how does remote work work here? They are going to be falling behind in terms of their ability to recruit new folks. Whereas companies that are establishing even, you know, salary policies that are more equitable or say like, Hey, here's how we support remote connection. And here's how we drive engagement. And our managers are trained in remote management. Those ones are going to be able to much better hire in the same way that previously companies that had a sweet office could, because it's around your, your day-to-day work experience. And if you have a higher prediction that that's going to be great at a company because they're talking about it and investing in it, you're more likely to join. Uh, and that's really uh, a way that I think best-in-class companies are investing. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're seeing an uptake in, in the, the solution that you're putting out to the world and people are kind of embracing it going, oh, this is exactly what we need as, you know, they, they can sense when their people are disconnected. You know, you, uh, we do it all the time. I mean, we try Absolutely. to have as many meetings as we can, but, you know, there's Zoom meetings and it's, you know, it can only be so limited. And that's part of the power of um, async communication. And when you weave in team building where it's not just send me a status report, then you actually start to get a sense for how people are feeling without meeting with them. And it doesn't mean you shouldn't meet with them. (laughs) It simply means you don't have to meet with all of them every day to get a sense. And so what we see is, you know, VPs of engineering and and engineering managers and directors taking range from company to company. So when they are part of that great resignation or recruitment, they're like, hey, range was so powerful in driving my team cohesion and ensuring that we were able to communicate just at a baseline. I'm going to bring that to my new company. Mm -hmm. And so that's been actually an interesting kind of spread. We've also had it spread through um, uh, people's partners where someone's like, my girlfriend told me about how much they love this tool. So we're always a fan of that type of spread, but certainly we're seeing an increase in an uptick as well. Well, I'll tell you who would really benefit from this. I have a lot of friends who are managers, development managers. Yeah. They say when they have their remote meetings, that it's almost like they feel like they're obligated to put on a show, that they're doing a tap dance and a song yeah. dance just to try to keep people 
you know, there. Well, and that's what we hear is that a lot of this weight falls on the manager and the leaders. And part of Range's approach and our philosophy on teamwork is that you're a team. <laughs> Multiple team mates can be involved in that meeting facilitation role or in making sure that someone who needs help can get it. But people can't do that without access to tools and information. Right. And so the reason that managers are often overwhelmed is they're that silo where information and problems come to. And when we start to open that box and let others learn about what's happening, more and more people step up. It turns out other teammates also want the team experience to be good. <laughs> no one is like, this stinks, let's leave it that way. But they need information and tools to actually be able to drive change. And that's how, how Range approaches these problems of async and live collaboration. Excellent. Well, Jen, certainly a very interesting conversation. I could go on for, for another hour, uh, just uh, you know, bearing my soul about the difficulties of managing remotely. <laughs> As could I. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Well, thanks so much for your time today. Jed Dennard, again, co-founder of Range. Check out their solution for team engagement. Once again, I'm Dave Rubenstein, editor-in-chief of SD Times. Until next time, so long for now.